0: Hello, baby. Hey, we are on Simon and Christie Show episode eight. Episode
1: 8 Eight. We've done eight of these.
0: Wow. Sorry, it's been a few weeks since our last one. It's been a busy, crazy time, but we're here today.
1: Yeah, it's so cool to be live. We were thinking, because we're up to number eight, we we're thinking we should try and get ten by the end of the year, and we we're thinking of doing a special Christmas episode of The Simon and Christie Show where we talk about our favourite Christmas traditions, hear about what Christmases are like for you. I would so love to have like one of our kids join in or something. That'd be cool. Yes. Mm, that'd be awesome.
0: I hope my Facebook Live's going through the church site and not my own private one. I think it is, yes. Alright. Anyway, so good to be with you guys. For those of you that have never seen us before, my name is Simon and this is my amazing wife Christy. We are the lead pastors of Renewed Church and it's awesome to just sometimes, uh, instead of just getting to know us in the church context, uh, just us being ourselves in our house context. A little
1: bit weird, a little bit crazy. Trying
0: not to put our feet in our mouths. I do
1: button a lot, I'm sorry Simon. You do. That's <laughs> so cool, and while we're, we've got some of your questions, we're going to Share about and topics, but please feel free to chuck up questions while we're live. We'd love to answer them. And welcome to everyone that's joined in this morning. So cool to have you join us. I even see Marie from Scotland. That's awesome. Welcome. Awesome.
0: Some of the things that have been happening in our life the yes, last few weeks. what's been going on? I'm a crazy cat guy, and uh, we've had three cats. So one mum, which was Ripley, and her two daughters, which are Marla and Vespa. And for some reason, the last couple of months... Vespa just started really stressing out and fighting with her sister all the time, always on edge to the point where she was so anxious that she was licking all her fur off. Her tail
1: went bald, so it looked quite really weird, eh?
0: Took her to the vets and the vet said, yeah, she's got an anxiety problem, probably because you've got more than one cat in the household. Um, She really needs to be rehomed. Either that or put her on to some heavy-duty antidepressant, Cat drugs, which is going to cost a lot of money.
1: But we did try a few things. We tried adding food bowls, litter bowls, but alas, it didn't work.
0: Yes, but the it's good a very news. depressing
1: story to start. The out good news on. is
0: one of our it's, it's awesome work. colleagues, Darlene and Brian, have rehomed her. Yay. So hopefully they, she isn't causing. I think too she's much driving stress. them mad. But yeah, she's but, a but cool it was sad. Catch. I loved Vespa. She was an amazing cat. Yeah, she
1: was awesome, and I think Nick's watching. Vespa loved Nick whenever he came over. Yeah, so it's a bit sad. Sorry, Nick, we haven't told you.
0: I had a new haircut yesterday.
1: Ah, yes, very nice. Zero Simon. fade on the side. I got a trim as well. Uh, yeah, life sounds a bit boring. <laughs> our
0: son started Boo. Oh, our We're son's got a part-time
1: job at Boo if you're in Whangarei. Also, I think the whole world's been watching the US elections. There was like a meme going around or a joke that some kid was saying to their mum, Mum, can you please stop watching the map show? So yeah, filthy the Americans, what a crazy time.
0: I'm glad I don't live in America.
1: Yes, yay for New Zealand. Woo.
0: <laughs> so that's our life for the last few weeks. Amazing! That crazy Christmas awesome. feel is
1: starting to happen.
0: Um, anyway, questions and answers. Thank you so much for those guys who put the questions and answers. Yeah, cool. Uh, questions assortment. to us for us to answer. Um, yeah, just a few interesting ones. Favourite pet of all your pets owned?
1: Oh man, that's a hard one.
0: It's like saying who's your favourite kid. I don't think it's ever Can I
1: just point out that we've owned a lot of different types of animals. Like, you have owned almost every type.
0: Yeah, but we're not going to go into that Birds,
1: rats, we've bred rats, we've bred mice. Tropical fish, normal fish, oxalotls, frogs, cats, dogs, parrots, rabbits, guinea pigs, chickens. There's probably more. We've had a lot of
0: pets. Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah, I yeah. think my favourite pet of all time is the one I've got at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'll say that regardless oh. of how many. So, t- ask me 10 years ago and it would have been the pet that I had then. That's so, true. You, did you can't close. compare. I mean, they've but all got But
1: if I think back to some of my pets, I have got, like, really cool memories. One of them was one of my pet rats. Her name was Paisley, and she was a brown rat. She was really sweet. I loved her. And also Boo, our dog. She was pretty special. Yeah.
0: I had a rat called Elvira who died with a brain tumour, <laughs> and I burst out crying at the vets. Ah, that, that was when we were married. Yeah.
1: Was she named Elvira? That was Davia.
0: Elvira, Davia was the next one.
1: Oh, oh, you cried with both.
0: <laughs> you cried with a rat. <laughs> so I get attached to my pets. Oh, that's so funny. I think you've
1: cried more than you have at funerals over your rat. <laughs> Okay, next question. Right, this was a really interesting question that we got. Tips on parenting in a country where euthanasia will be legal soon. That was a really interesting question. Obviously referring to here in New Zealand, we've just had, um, during our elections, we had referendums and one of them was to do with euthanasia and that one got through. So that means euthanasia um, will be legal in New Zealand. There are some guidelines around it but there's been a lot of debate around it whether it's got safe enough guidelines but yeah how do you parent in a country where euthanasia will be legal soon it's
0: a good question i think we parent the same way as if we lived in a country that euthanasia wasn't illegal yeah that's a good point um it's it's one of those well used verses but it is very profound in proverbs 22 6 it says direct your children onto the right path and when they are older they will not leave it or uh, other translations is train up your child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. Um, I used to get this quite often as a youth pastor. Parents of kids that they were concerned about would come up to me and basically in a roundabout way say, Simon, you're the youth pastor, fix my kid for me. <laughs> they
1: do that with us, Christian school. I and, yeah, yeah. And I just hear, felt like fixing. saying,
0: well, you know, you're the parent. It's your responsibility. Yeah. So as parents, and I don't know it's challenging always, um, the responsibility to train up our children in the ways of God uh, are up to us. So, I mean, we have nowhere near been the, the best parents at this, but you know, having devotions around the family, you know, Talking ha- about having stuff a dinner. Kids. We always had dinners together. We still do talk about God. You know, include things, uh, questions relevant things about faith in everyday life.
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing as a parent is train them up the best you can. When they're adults, they're going to choose their own, make their own decisions. You can't control them for the rest of their life, but do the best you can as a parent. And I think with this question, I just kept thinking, no matter what country you live in, every country has different laws. I think if you have a Christian perspective, um, you should be training up the kids in the way you feel too, regarding what you feel God's word says and how to do that, no matter what the laws of the country are. So, yeah, do the best you can. Raise your kids how you feel. God wants you to raise them and and be loving and kind and gracious and teach them to love all people and be kind, but to have really good moral compass so that no matter what law changes happen in countries, they'll just live an awesome life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you guys that don't live in New Zealand, just recently really disturbing um, abortion laws have been passed as well as a euthanasia one recently Um, we are very strong that all life should be honored and respected in the womb and up to death so um yeah we you know it's life you know jesus came to save us and life's so important so Um, teach your kids that from an early age, regardless of what the law says.
1: Yeah, value human life and treat people as precious, and honestly if people don't agree with you, still be kind and love them. It's um, disturbing how many so-called tolerant people hate you if you don't agree with them so I think we can be mature enough to agree to disagree sometimes yep. um but yeah do your best you can ask god for help because parenting's not easy and um ask other True. people questions if you're struggling we've done that so often we've asked other people's wisdom and perspective because we know we don't have it all together but yeah it was a fun question
0: hmm. thanks Stephen. i know my haircut look, is looking pretty awesome
1: yeah do a sideways pose what about mine Stephen? i've had my f- mind trimmed
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um what things will you be doing on sabbatical? Oh, that's so the question. we've been in full-time ministry for 23 or so years now. Yeah, like 24 as years. As lead pastors for next year will be our ninth year. Um, and there's this thing called sabbatical, which some people sort of do understand, some people not so much. It goes back to the Old Testament when God decreed for the Israelites every seven years. Um, for one year, every seven, um, to let the land rest, so um, the Israelite nation was pretty much an agricultural culture, so that meant that the people that farmed the land they rested as well um, it, it gave a rest for everyone um, and in our in our guess modern day scenario as as ministers and as pastors, we carry a lot of weight and a lot of pressure and um, so this This concept of maybe taking some time out every seven years to refresh yourself Um, spiritually—I don't know when it started to become popular, but as it was put uh, put into play, and a lot of churches started doing this. the statistics are very, very clear. The health of the pastors are really great afterwards. The health of the church, you know, benefits the church, benefits everyone. So, yeah, um, really... a lot of people think a sabbatical is like, oh, you know, Simon Christian going to go on holiday for two months or whatever it is. It's not really. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is definitely a, a a break. But um, what what is it? What do we do on uh, you know, what do pastors do Just on sabbaticals? Husband, oh, interesting, interesting. Another point, actually, a lot of secular corporations are understanding the value of. <laughs> Um their CEOs and their their staff taking extended breaks. So, um, whether it's paid or partially paid, um, break, um, you know, I think even McDonald's has started to do this I as well. I think the so.
1: world is too stressed out and overworking and we need to get back to that concept yeah. of actually slowing down a bit and having proper rest. So yeah. yeah, so So it was we've actually been meaning to go on sabbatical for a couple of years, but with stuff happening at church it just never was the right time. Yeah. And we really felt that we need to actually do it now. Um, so we're going on sabbatical um, for January and February this year, which we felt was the yep. best time because church does slow down a bit over January with a lot of groups taking breaks with yeah. summer.
0: So what do pastors do? Um, whatever really refreshes the pastor, so we're all different. So some person's like... <laughs> writing a book or some other person would be like oh just listening to other stuff or going to lots of conferences if you're an extrovert so
1: some pastors will go overseas to conferences but obviously we can't, we can't this, do that yeah. with covid <laughs> someone said you guys deserve a decade
0: off oh that'd oh, be nice, nice. so some stuff we're going to be doing i've always wanted to start a, will write a book and Ooh, that's um, cool um, especially the the recent topic which has almost been our life journey of stepping out small steps of faith um, you know, so I'm pretty keen on starting yeah, that cool. you've
1: got some cool stories from over the years yeah, that would be good in a book
0: doing some study there's um, Theosia that we really love and other online platforms that I just haven't had the time yeah, to that'll do, be
1: awesome. Um, theological study
0: we're definitely going to rest we're going to visit some other churches and mentors we are looking at going to a conference um I am actually looking at getting some counseling again. Interestingly enough, I heard a close friend say that so often when pastors go on sabbatical, um, they they feel that weight of pressure and stress come off them, and then they just don't want to go back to work. <laughs> so actually, a lot of pastors like resign in the middle of sabbatical. So we we don't want to do that at all, and um, we we feel we're absolutely called to pass a long term here in the awesome city of Sunday. So they
1: suggested like have a little counseling session at the start to check where your head yeah, is. Yeah, just in the get middle, get some clarity and at again.
0: So cool. we're, we're definitely going to be doing. We've got that. a
1: call, mate. That's. Um, cool friend who married us and he was a pastor once and he's now a counsellor Christian counsellor so he's in front of there you're gonna have a chat to him he's called yeah, uh, he married us he did he amazing. Plus, did our pre-marriage counselling and everything
0: yep so that's sort of what we're gonna be doing um Resting so it's not reading, a total break, but we will be recharging resting. our batteries yeah, spending time for with the, the next kids. seven plus years. Yeah, spending
1: some time with our extended family too, which will be really nice.
0: Absolutely,
1: we'll be back into it at the start of March. So yeah, what's our next question? Aubrey's
0: we- on crutches and his knee's in a splint. Can you please pray for him? Absolutely, no, we'll Lordy, pray for Aubrey right now. I pray healing yeah. for his whatever it is, his leg or his knees or, or whatever God. Thank you that you are the God that heals and we just declare healing over Aubrey now in Jesus in Jesus' yeah. name. Cool. Did you um, wanna
1: do that one there? We had a random question. Oh, yeah. Retirement location, beach or country? Country. Do you think we are old what? Country. You'd say country. Absolutely. I would say beach. What about because I grew up, wait, you grew up. In the up, country by the beach. That would be okay. Because you grew up, you loved living in the country, eh? Whereas I've loved going
0: to the beach. Yeah, well, the beach is awesome, but there's always people at the beach. But you
1: can go surfing and stuff and snorkeling. You can drive to the beach copies. if you live in the, in the country.
0: Country's like might, We might need tranquil. some marriage
1: counselling right on retirement age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, always, we've, well, I've always had a dream to live just out of town in the country. I think
1: there's some compromise. Oh, let's, let's retire
0: in Scotland. Hey,
1: that's a cool idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we can live in the country by Loch Ness, which is almost like a beach. Oh
1: no, it? maybe. Um, <laughs> I can't understand you guys though, Stephen. How would I know what you're saying?
0: What are some of your biggest out of the comfort? Would that be an actual good thing for introverts? Like, if people want to talk to you, say, I'm oh, sorry, I can't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of the biggest out of the comfort zone experiences? So, um, yeah, I've been doing a sermon series lately about stepping out of your comfort zone. It's been great, and it's the story of my life because, yeah, just yeah, as as a pastor, pretty much everything
1: scared you growing up, didn't they?
0: Yeah, terrified of people, terrified of uh, public speaking was like the worst. That ordering through
1: drive-through, you still get terrified with that. I don't
0: get, I just get anxious (laughs) because you guys always don't know what you want to get. as you can see, I probably need counselling. <laughs> um, okay, one of the biggest ones for me is starting to speak publicly when we started uh, Bible college. One of your biggest Hugely other comfort terrifying, yes. and still sometimes.
1: It's pretty scary when you've never done it and then straight away um, having to speak in public, but especially like you shared in one of your messages, how you'd had quite a few bad experiences as a yep. young kid where you'd been on stage and been totally embarrassed yep. or laughed at. Which, they were cute stories. Please check them out on our website, and if you haven't so listened I, to them. I sort but, of was
0: relatively confident as a little kid. and five years old, I still remember this. I was yeah. climbing a tree out, out the front of our classroom, and I slipped, and I was, ended up basically upside down, um, and I couldn't move. And on my, a tree? My pants were down because my pants were caught on the, the, the trunk. <laughs> you
1: didn't share this one at church.
0: So yeah, and then like a big my hero standard four guy sort of climbed up and got me down but everyone was laughing at me because they could see my undies as a five-year-old and but that's
1: it, not do with public speaking no, but you but just mean people you're embarrassed around people
0: it solidified oh, my fear of people laughing at me wow
1: oh that's traumatic
0: i don't know where that came from
1: just need to share that
0: yep as you can see i definitely do need counseling no just kidding um
1: Wait, someone said, "Oh my goodness, I hate ordering for other people." Oh, yes.
0: Nick, I hear you, man. Totally. <laughs> uh, when my first missions experience was Fiji, um, never been out of the country like that, um, and you usually like it's go like out and years you do ago. you know teams, and it's like you're with your mates that you go to short term missions with. I was not with anyone. I was like for a couple of weeks
1: dropped off alone in the middle of the island.
0: Pretty much with. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and in a, as a shy, insecure person that was almost scared of everything, completely out of the comfort zone, culture. Um, you know, I, man, that was Plus, hard. over there,
1: you don't get pre-warning. And it was, bef- it was it's before like, the internet,
0: too, so I couldn't But even, you wouldn't
1: get pre-warning like you're going to be preaching tomorrow. would be like, hey, you're preaching now, and this yeah. is who you're preaching to. So it was real. But you you did well, and you've continually gone back on missions trips, and each time it's become yeah. easier, eh? I've had so. to...
0: I know that if I haven't pushed... If I sh- didn't do that constantly. Get out of the comfort zone and force myself. Yeah. Then I would just be a wreck. Yeah. You know, my my sphere of influence would just be tiny. So you've just got to do it. Step out of comfort zone. Jesus is going to be with you. Um, dealing with death has always been hugely yes. hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember once there was a case where. Someone had died of a heart attack, and, and we actually got to the house before anyone else got it. Was it the, yeah, the other doctor wife or anyone? And people are looking at us for guidance and, and well, done support. This, like, and it's like oh. a day earlier,
1: but yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's just really difficult. But again, you just got to say, God, please help me. Yeah.
1: Um, Every new scary thing, once you've faced it, yeah, um, is like you can grow from there. But there are times, like you shared last week, that um, <laughs> that. If you have a bad experience, then your confidence shrinks right back. Absolutely. And I've had that quite a few times. And then when I look back at things I've done or said or whatever years ago, I'm like, man, how did I have so much confidence? But um, I love that you t- encourage us that you can grow back in confidence with those things. Are you laughing at a comment? I am made?
0: so laughing at that.
1: Your sister said at least you had undies on and I'm sure Morris was sent to school without undies sometimes and I know other times he wore <laughs> his sister's undies. Wait, should I have read them off?
0: Probably not.
1: <laughs> your brother uh, wore his sister's undies at school.
0: Actually, I wore my mum in law's undies once.
1: Yes! Simon wore my mum's undies well, okay, accidentally. Let's just
0: have some context. We went through for a dawny surfing, not with your mum-in-law, but you know, just with my friends and I guess our washing got We were living above them in yeah, a flat. We got mixed up and I grabbed the wrong undies and so it's like, Oh, I put them on and said these don't feel sort of are these even my undies but I, I did wear them home after this. So, <laughs>
1: so you've worn your mother in law's underwear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I had to laugh because on the I Fly the My Concords episode I watched recently, um, uh, the dude what's the manager's name? Murray. Murray um, was living in his office, and he was drying his undies in the microwave. And honestly, I did that when, you when were I was flatting. <laughs> it was really, it really, worked really fast yeah. if you needed. To.
1: But didn't you burn the elastic? Uh,
0: yeah, I did. They it, caught on it, fire. They caught on fire. Well, that was after, so I didn't. Your undies caught on fire. Caught on fire. Well, what's up with our podcast <laughs> today? This is let's gone. Really,
1: let's get back to something um, um, deeper meaningful. Oh, I,
0: another comfort zone, and I'm.
1: So we're talking about what are some of your yeah, biggest out of the comfort zone experiences?
0: Um. And if you guys want to let us know yours, we could probably share them. Um, at, oh, there at are so many podcast. though, because even
1: getting married for you was a big out of comfort zone thing. It's like commitment. There's so, everything in your life has been out of comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, still, even as a pastor, uh, having crucial conversations. Um, you know, there's uncomfortable, awkward conversations. I think I did a blog post on Embrace the Awkward, but sometimes those awkward conversations just turn south. You know, people react really badly and just... You know, it's really, really Most
1: hard. of the time, they actually are really good.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry if you've been um, scarred. Okay, from let's get back into this.
0: This, some spiritual stuff. <laughs> um, we, and this is a question, man. <laughs> when is
1: Jesus coming back? What, wow.
0: <laughs> what a full on question. Well, we
1: know the answer, guys. We know the date. Don't and
0: we? This is going to be our topic for the day, and I, I thought I'd sort of have to you know share a little bit about it to, to get some decent context and stuff. So I've I've had people in previous years come to come to me with like charts and say Simon this is when Jesus is coming back and I've I've discovered the date and I know this and um you know I, I haven't seen those people in years but you know if I did see them again it would be actually buddy can you remember that time and I don't think Jesus has returned yet. Anyway, um just a couple of verses around this because we know even now people that are really stressed out and really fearful the way the world's going and yeah, you know, people out. are. Um, and I was sort of one of those people that were really terrified. Um, although I was a Christian, um, I, I was always thinking, you know, what if Jesus returns and He leaves me behind? Um, I used to have nightmares about that actually <laughs> and um, there was a book that we used to have it was like a yeah, random book, a book. Of, and Jesus was returning and everyone had their arms raised and I was thinking okay I've got to actually so, so I practiced you were, that as a kid you raising my hands because arms. when I see Jesus in the sky I've got to actually do that so you were worried that
1: if he came when you are asleep you wouldn't have your hands the right way
0: anxious <laughs> Anyway, here's a great couple of verses 20, uh, Matthew 24, 36, 39. Oh, dear. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. It's talking about the end of the world. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son Himself. Only the Father knows. So, for everyone out there who think they've got the the Jesus' return sussed out and it's going to be on this time, Jesus doesn't even know, <laughs> uh, according to that scripture. So, how can we know? So, I've, I've always. I can't understand how people are just so sure that they know exactly when Jesus is going to return. Actually, an interesting fact, every generation, um, going back to to the first generation of the early church, they always have believed that Jesus was going to be coming back in In their their generation. generation, Anyway, carrying on with the verse. When the Son of Man returns, Jesus, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. So, that's actually very, very self-explanatory. We are just, we just don't know. People are going to be acting normal. Life is going to be going on like normal. Someone said,
1: "Remember the Left Behind movies? So scary." uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Used to show those at youth group. Yes, we used to have like '70s nights (laughs) and dress up as
1: '70s and watch Um, those. Yes. I interrupted you. You were saying that people... Oh yes, so it's normal. actually...
0: We've got to live each day as though Jesus is going to return. That We can't get around that by scripture. Yeah, be
1: expected We don't yeah. No,
0: I guess we can sort of suss out a little bit by the seasons of what's going on. But, I mean, you look back at communist Russia and even the Holocaust. I mean, that was pretty much end time stuff happening back then when you looked at what was going on. Yeah. Um, so we've got to understand that. Live as though Jesus is going to be coming back. So we've got to be right with yeah. God, have our relationship sweet. We, 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 there's we a little to be sense of urgency,
1: like let's make the most of every day.
0: But on the other flip side of that, um, and the parable of the talents, there's another parable of the ten servants um, that is in Luke chapter 19. Um, and I, I, I think I've talked about this before yeah. in one of these podcasts. The, the master goes away on a long journey and gives the servants money or talents, resources, Opportunities to invest while he goes, so he's going to be coming back, and he expects to. um, He's going to reward his servants by what they've done with that. Um, And in Luke nineteen verse thirteen, the master goes away, he gives his servants the money, um, and he says a couple of things in different translations: "occupy until I return," or "invest this for me until I return." Um, The Greek is, I'm not even, yeah, I'll try and pronounce it: it, it. pragmatuses Thigh, wow. thigh, that's what can it I looks like on paper, th- it actually means th- get busy or stay busy that's cool. until I return, so yes, we've got to live as though Jesus is going to come back tomorrow, but prepare yeah. um, for future generations Absolutely. and keep doing stuff with our lives and investing for Jesus and staying busy.
1: I think there's been some massive errors in some generations where they've been either or extreme. There are generations that have been like, Jesus is coming back soon, and they almost have neglected the next generations. Yeah. They haven't bothered training up and going to university, I know families that dissuade their kids from training because they think, oh, we don't need to, just like stockpile, get ready for the Lord's return. Yeah. And they haven't reached out to get into influential places and use the gifts God has in their life in society. So there's almost been like this, um, this missing generation of influencers and people with amazing abilities God's given them. Then the other extreme where it's like you just don't even ever think about the Lord returning. Um, there's no sense of, hey, you know, God, how do you want to use me today? How could I, how do I want to make the most of my life right now? It's Yeah, it's interesting. I think having a good, healthy balance of both is important. Be expectant, but also realize, hey, if he's not coming back in my generation, what am I doing with my life? How am I using the talents? Stay
0: busy, get busy. And um, Christy alluded to it, but I think it happened in the 70s when there was a big resurgence of this and left behind and all of that sort of stuff where everyone was like, Jesus is going to come back tomorrow. Um, and it pretty much, it could have portrayed the thought of, you know, well, we can't, we shouldn't be actually doing anything for future generations. Mm. There's no point in studying. There's no point in, in, in thinking long term. Um, so, you know, we're living in a, in a world now where there's not a lot of full-on Christians in politics, or maybe it there is, is um, but yeah. in, in business, in media, all of these um, sectors of society Um, if we'd been taught back in the 70s and 80s, you know, live like Jesus is going to come back tomorrow, but, you you know, prepare for multi-generations. Maybe there would have been more people in these um, highly influential places um, of society. Um, So, yeah.
1: Yeah, interesting thoughts. Um, When do you think he is, though? Give us a date. (laughs) Right the day before you go on sabbatical. You're
0: gone. (laughs) So...
1: That was a good question, though. Really interesting. Um, but please don't be fearful, guys. You were born to live in this generation and time. Man, make the most of your life. Don't be fearful about society around you. Have courage. Find what you're good at. Try. Give things a try. Yeah. If you fail, try again. Live yes. with hope. Um, make the most of every day. Honestly, I get sick and tired of people that are so fearful about the world they live in. It's exciting. Like, and man, we've got it cruisy compared to some nations who are in fear of their lives every day. So go in this world with confidence and peace and be kind, but have hope and faith. Yeah. it's, it's exciting to live in this time. It's not scary and freaky.
0: In the Old, Old Testament, it talks about the day of the Lord as being the, the great and the terrible day of the Lord. And it may be for people that haven't given their lives to Jesus. But in the New Testament, in the church context, with people that have given their lives to Jesus, it's, it's actually called the great and the glorious There's day to fear. of the yeah. Lord. So it's going to be glorious. We don't have to fear. And um, so, yeah, I do get a little bit... Um,
1: Stop being so depressed about Frustrated I some with, with Christians
0: that are so <laughs> fearful about this. So what is your baseline um, worldview? Is it fear? Are you thinking about stuff in fear or is it faith? Because yeah. uh, it changes your life and it changes you know, your outlook and your future. Absolutely. Um, with Jesus, we don't have to fear. And
1: there's so much to enjoy about life and be thankful for. And even in the hard times, like you still have hope no matter what you're going through. So just press into that hope and um, yeah. It's yeah, exciting. Mm. It's an awesome time to be alive. So,
0: keep your relationship with Jesus sweet. If it isn't, he's got his arms open wide. And you know
1: what? If he doesn't come back him, in your generation, you've got some cool stories to tell your kids and grandkids about this, what we've lived through, oh, and interesting yeah, things yeah. that have gone on in the world. Yeah. But
0: um, stay awake, keep yeah. awake spiritually. Know, keep your relationship close with Jesus and prepare for future generations.
1: Absolutely. That's cool.
0: Yay. Uh, Karis and Stephen are so amazing. Yeah, um, they're thinking our pastors over in Scotland. Um, Scotland's uh, got
1: COVID lockdown yeah. still there, so I really think. So feel if for you, you live guys. anywhere in Scotland or in Europe,
0: go to their church.
1: Watch them online. When you church Scotland, they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> See all the love hearts.
0: Um, okay, coming up at Renew Church, we have got our volunteer awards, yes. which is going to be a seventy thing. Maybe this. we should play Left Behind movies.
1: <laughs> We've been doing the volunteer awards. This will be our third uh, year now of doing it, and it's just a really fun end of year gathering of everyone that volunteers at Renew Church. And um, the first year we did like a real formal dress. We had a red carpet, and we had we have some cool like competitions to try and get the different departments people serve in to win. The youth won the first year second year last year we had a hawaiian theme and it was a really fun year there was hula hooping competitions and people dressed up in hawaiian and the youth won again and this year we've got a 70s theme so we've sort of gone gonna go old school 70 with some of the food but it's gonna be a fun night so if you volunteer at our church um yeah make sure you RSVP for that message us that you're coming but it's gonna be so much fun Mm -hmm. have you got your 70s outfit sorted not
0: yet and the stuff I do have I'm probably too fat for it now um and lastly because we're out of time this Sunday we are so blessed to have Peter and Anika Morton come to preach at our church Hopefully. And we are praying that they are going to be able to come because Auckland, we're not quite sure what's happening with COVID at the there's moment. there's another
1: announcement today. There's been some new cases, but we'll yeah. see.
0: But it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, new awesome uh, Church, anyway. Whangarei, 9am and 11am.
1: And we're it's online at awesome. 9.30. But yeah. thanks for watching our funny little live. Yeah, we, we want to do a
0: couple of more of these before we go... Um, on sabbaticals so um yeah keep the questions going. We love all of you yep. have an incredibly blessed day. Dress up as
1: Kirk Cameron. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he's from the seventies.
0: That's awesome. No, yeah, he was from the Left Behind you
1: Oh okay, yeah, but they were in the... Oh was it? That's my age I think. Oh okay. But I was yes. born in the 70s Yes, me too. Anyway, nice. Bless you guys. Thanks have you have an amazing us, day. Guys. So, yeah. Have an amazing weekend too.